We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Jacob Albrocht, Tommy Kester. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 12.40 KFH. Welcome in, everybody. A Friday edition of Sports Daily. We are locked and loaded to get you ready for a football weekend. Whether it's Chiefs-Bills in the biggest game of the NFL season, whether it's KU going to Norman, looking to get things done with the backup quarterback and get back on track with a win, or high school football tonight. We've got you covered today. Uh, Matt Henderson, executive producer of GetYourKansas.com, will join us to talk about high school football as we get ready for the postseason, if you can believe it, in the high school world. That'll come up in the second hour. We'll also make our picks with Paul Savage. Savage kicked our tails last week, which is uh, just going to be tough to swallow when we get to that point. But we'll do all that later. we got plenty coming for you. Max Power producing for us. I'm Jacob Albrock alongside Tommy Caster. Welcome in to another Friday fall edition of Sports Daily. Tommy, here we go. We're right into things. Uh, uh, I hope you enjoyed what you predicted would be a master class in football last night for <laughs> Thursday Night Football. Uh, it, yeah. It was something. Yeah, it certainly was not a masterclass. However, I have to tip my cap to uh, my my betting prowess. I suppose I had a four leg parlay uh, that I talked about on the show uh, yesterday with Chelsea Messenger, and uh, all four legs hit. It was uh, the Commanders to win. It was the under, uh, and it was both Carson Wentz and Justin Fields doing nothing. And I ended up uh, paying out on that. So I, I I feel good about that at least. Yeah, that's uh, I you know I thought about doing something like that too, and I just and I gotta get over this, and I can't force myself to bet on crappy football, like to bet that there will be. It's like it's like betting that don't pass if you play craps. Like it's such a downer. I just it's a smart thing to do at times. Like we knew that game was going to be garbage last night. Of course it yeah. was going to be garbage. It's two garbage teams, but I just couldn't make myself do it. So I was like, all right, let me I, let me get a few players that might be able to. Uh, to come through here, and it just, it just didn't work. I, the Brian Robinson, by the way, prop that Chelsea put us on went way over. That was that was easy. He almost had that in the first half. So uh, kudos to her for pointing that out. That was the only hit I had last night. I didn't put in much of anything on there. Um, but you know, we instead of zero touchdowns, got two touchdowns. Progress. I got to tell you, Saints Cardinals. Like we think there'll be a little more offense in that game, but 
Uh, who knows? Thursday night football, Amazon. Any mm. buyer's remorse here of mm. uh, the of the however many billion dollars you're spending on these games? I don't get it. Why would you ever schedule Washington Chicago? Yeah, you know, I mean like, it's 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 two weeks in a row, right? But at least last week there was the thought that you know at the beginning of the right. season maybe the Colts and Broncos will be you know at least decent teams. But you knew going into this that Washington and Chicago were both garbage. Yeah. So I, I yeah, don't that, I don't get it. There wasn't anybody in the world predicting either of these teams to be good this year. Like, wh- why would you ever schedule that? You're spending billions of dollars. Like, I get it. Okay, you're not going to get Chiefs Bills away from CBS. You're not going to get Eagle Eagles Cowboys is an obvious one, right? But you can't give me like some Vikings Dolphins or I don't know what else is on the slate. Uh, maybe a little Tom Brady. Ravens Giants maybe would have been a better uh, stab at it. Panthers Rams, not that that would be any better now, but man, that's that's really what you're going with, okay? And I guess you know when you lo- when the, the two marquee ones are taken away, which they're very very obvious what the two best games on the schedule are this week and and would have been if you were predicting this before the season. But these Thursday night football games are brutal and. It's yeah. not like the old Thursday night football where they were just kind of sliding the worst week of the game into the NFL network. This is big. This is big time primetime now. And, you know, over the years when Fox and CBS got involved with Thursday nights, you got we get big time matchups on Thursday night football. Yeah. Last two how weeks, bad? No. How bad do you uh, how bad do you feel for Al Michaels right now? I mean, oh, you know, God. just got a chance to have the marquee game for a long time. He did Monday night football. Then he did Sunday night football. And, and now he's on Amazon doing the commanders and the bears and, and begging for touchdowns to be scored. Um, I, I mean, I think retirement probably sounds a little bit better to him right now. And, and I feel bad about that because, you know, when Al Michaels calls a game, there's just that, that gravitas that, that comes along with it, but he's calling the commanders and the bears. I feel bad for him. Yeah, I do too. Um, and it's happened over the years. Al Michaels is, uh, there's millions of reasons why he made that decision. So, He's probably doing okay. I I think he and uh, Herb Street have done a good job. By the way, I think Herb Street. Sure. Not not that I didn't expect that. I did, uh, but you never know how guys' chemistry will run out. But I I think Herb Street's done a really nice job. And of course, Al Michaels is awesome. He's he's the you know, he's the goat of football television. And those two together, I thought have re- done a really nice job. I think Amazon does a really nice job in their presentation, their crew, and it's just really disappointing that these are the games. And again. What made you ever want this one, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's, it, it's near the bottom of the list. Even if you gave us this list before the season of, like, w- why would anybody want that? Like, Bengals Saints would have been fine, right? I know they have the Saints next week, but Vikings, Dolphins, teams, there's teams with high expectations all over the list here. And if nothing else, if you don't have a good matchup, give us Rodgers or Brady or, like, give us something. In the, in the print, how how fun would it be to see Tampa and Pittsburgh, to see Kenny Pickett get after it? But and you've got the backup plan of Tom Brady doing Tom Brady things if it doesn't work out. It doesn't matter. Whatever. We're through it. We survived. We lived. We get to look forward to Sunday. A uh, lot of good games to get there. Uh, we'll get to more football throughout the hour here in the first hour before we get pretty busy in the second hour. We have time for your calls here, 869-1240. If you want to chime in on anything happening in the sports world. A couple other topics that we will uh, probably hit on here in the first hour. Uh, the the Ron Rivera 
situation in Washington with Carson Wentz and the reporting on Dan Snyder. We'll hit on that in just a minute. Deshaun Watson faces another civil lawsuit. So this is really interesting because this was our question all along, right? What happens if there's another one? Can the, you know, can the suspension grow or, you know, is there like a double jeopardy factor going on here? We'll talk about that in the latest there. Um, And the Big 12 basketball poll was out today. Let's save, since we're talking football, the Big 12 basketball poll for the next segment, and let's spend a little bit of time with these other two storylines, Tommy. First, because they played last night, Ron Rivera, did you see his blow up after the game? I did, uh, and it was it was shocking to me. Um, but, yeah, because uh, it's Ron Rivera, right? It's a little right. uncharacteristic. Yeah, it, it, was, it was bizarre. Um, this has been just a, a wild week for Ron Rivera and it's a wild time for the whole commander's organization. Uh, it's one thing after another. And, you know, the thing about Ron Rivera is that he typically, I feel like keeps his cool quite a bit. You know, he's calm, cool and collected. This is the first time I've seen him, uh, regardless of the team he's coaching. I don't think he ever did this. Correct me if I'm wrong. When he coached the Panthers, um, blow up like this. And so I, I think it's, it's all come to a head. It's all boiled over, and um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens long-term, not only with Ron Rivera and his tenure with the team, but just the team as a whole. Yeah, it's um, – this is a weird part of this story. Weird, because Ron Rivera earlier in the week gave the one-word answer when somebody asked why the other teams in the division are further along in their rebuilds. He said quarterback. And I know he wants to say it was taken out of context. I don't think it was taken out of context. I think that, you know, he may not have represented what he was thinking well and in a momentary lapse just, like, sort of said that and then wanted it back. But you can't get it back. Like, it was, you know, nobody was just clipping a particular piece out of a soundbite. Like, there was a pause. He said quarterback. There was a pause, right? It was not a manipulative moment. So clearly he's frustrated with that position. And then you get in this Dan Snyder reporting that we talked about yesterday, and I didn't even see this part of that report until, you know, of course they get a headline game and everybody's talking about it, that it was Dan Snyder's decision to go get Carson Wentz, um, to which the blow-up happened after the game because Rivera saw that and, one, called it, quote-unquote, BS, um, that that, that, that reporting's out there because it's not true. I was the one that scouted this guy and went through the analytics and made the decision. But for me, Tommy, like, is it really that weird that a that an owner goes and says, this is the quarterback I want? Like, that doesn't seem that outrageous to me anyway. Like, so what? Who cares? Jerry Jones yeah. makes decisions all the time for the roster. Like, why is that that weird? Even, even if it was Dan Snyder that identified Carson Winston and said, go get him. Like, why is that so bizarre? Owners do that kind of thing all the time. What's weird to me is the the blow up that Ron Rivera had uh, was following a victory like they won the game. Uh, Now they're two and four and um, overall the organization is in shambles right now. Um, But you would have thought that they had just gotten blown out. Uh, And and so that's why I say it's it's been a ridiculous week for Ron Rivera. And I I have sympathy for him somewhat. Because I like Ron Rivera. I, I, I like do. him too. I think he's awesome. So I, I have sympathy for him somewhat because of who his owner is. And that's not going away anytime soon as far as we can tell. 
where I don't have sympathy for him is he kind of brought this particular thing on yep. himself for the yep. comment that he made on Monday. Uh, now, he's tried to spin it and say he wasn't talking about you know being critical of Carson Wentz. He was just basically saying the other teams in the division have had their quarterback longer, which that's not really true because how long has Daniel Jones played for the Giants and really hasn't done a whole lot? Jalen Hurts hasn't been with the Eagles forever, and Dak Prescott isn't even playing right now. So I don't think that that argument holds a lot of water to me. So he kind of brought this on himself a little bit, and I think this is him, the frustration boiling over that you know he tried to walk it back. It didn't really work, um, and he's just frustrated about it. And then you have the quarterback that he called out on Monday. Then he tried to walk it back, and then that quarterback came out last night and threw for under 100 yards in a primetime game. Um, so I, I don't know. I, it's, I, I feel bad for him kind of because of the overall bigger picture and the commander's organization. I don't necessarily feel bad for Ron Rivera about the quarterback controversy this week. No, I don't either. He did bring it on himself. I, I don't look, they're not playing well and that's his responsibility as an NFL coach. The, the frustration, I understand all of it. It doesn't really bother me. It was just a little out of character, but yeah, it does highlight, you know, it does highlight, uh, how the season's going. And yes, they won the game last night, but man, they were outplayed. I mean, Justin Fields threw for almost 200 yards. They were outgained almost two to one. Uh, there were, you know, there was a, there was a, if the bears could do anything in the red zone and they didn't, but it's not like all of it was, you know, the, the overthrow on the layup pass by fields. You had the fourth down stop. You had the interception, like time and time again, there were red zone blunders. Yeah, Washington won the game, but they were outplayed other than that one facet of the game. They got the win. It's fine. They didn't play well. And they haven't played well, like, at all since the very beginning of the season when they were played, I guess, okay. So, yeah, I get it. I get the frustration. Ron Rivera's not going to be there after this year, most likely. Not now. And, and I'm sure that that's frustrating. And you can see that. He's been at the game for a long time. But I do like Ron Rivera, and I don't have a problem with him blowing up. I don't ever – well, it's not that I don't ever have a problem with guys, because I do sometimes if it's if it's mean-spirited or bully-ish in those pressers. But, I, I mean, I take no offense to, to, to things boiling over and, and Rivera letting that steam off and just had had enough with this week. Like, we've all had those weeks, right? Like, it started on Monday, and it didn't get any better by Thursday night. And that was enough. Like, I, I'm out. I'm checking out for the week. See you guys later. No, I, <laughs> I, I was fine with it. Um, the Bears, I don't know, man. While we're talking quarterbacks, we might as well just hit on it. Justin Fields is interesting. He is so dynamic a runner, and I don't even think we have a full grasp of how dynamic a runner he could be. Um, but I hope we get the opportunity to see more of that aspect of his game because as a passer, it has been very lackluster to say the least. And I don't know that it's going to get a whole lot better. I'm not sure. They have some decent weapons on that team. But as we see the success now um, of NFL quarterbacks evolving a little bit, the game has evolved, play calling has evolved to support quarterbacks that are primary runners, a la Jalen Hurts, who is 
I think, much better than anybody expected. I mean, he's he's playing at a level I don't think a lot of people saw him playing at. He's really, you know, really taking advantage. The coaching staff there and him, they're like they're they're really blending well, just like the Ravens did with Lamar Jackson. People said, "Oh, Lamar, Lamar can't get it done. He's not an accurate enough passer." Lamar's been an MVP, right? We saw Cam Newton win an MVP, albeit Cam Newton's better passer than Justin Fields. And I'm not sure Justin Justin Fields is a different kind of runner than Cam Newton was. But he's not that much different than Jalen Hurts, right? Lamar Jackson's got a better arm, I think. Fields has a cannon. I don't know. I don't know if Fields is going to, because I don't, you know, Fields' body language isn't great all the time. He looked like, he he looked defeated to me yesterday. Um, and some of that was, you know, the, the and, I, and I didn't see every play of that game. Good Lord, I'm not a masochist. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it's he, he just, he looks uncomfortable. We've seen him feel uncomfortable in postgame. I, I don't know if it's the coaching staff that doesn't want to turn him loose as a runner or if it's him. Because he was, you know, he was in some pain last night. It was pretty clear. But, man, he's he's good on the ground. And he's a good runner. And... If they could figure out ways to do that, I just don't want to close the book yet on Justin Fields because of what we see out of some of the other guys who have, with their coaching staffs, really emphasized their running ability and let the passing support that in a lot of ways. Because some guys get better as NFL passers. I mean, we see it all the time. Maybe he can do that. But I don't think he's going to be able to do much of anything if he doesn't open things up more. And now he had 12 carries last night. And I don't know if that's his career high. Um, let's see, this year. Yeah, it's the most he's had this year. He had 11 uh, in the opener against San Francisco. But usually it's under 10, 8, 8, 7, 8. Man, if, if we could get you know, 15, 17 carries, those kinds of numbers out of fields, and he's picking his shot. It, you know, the, the, that seems like a more healthy environment for him to be the best version of him as an NFL quarterback that we'll see. Also, who does he have to throw the ball to? I mean, Darnell Mooney, Dante Pettis, Cole Komet. Okay. Um, I, I mean, it's, that's not a dynamic wide receiver core uh, one bit. I think Darnell and Mooney's I, really good. By the way, yeah, I, but I do he's think the Darnell only Mooney's one. really good. He's I know, the only but David Montgomery's a decent pass catcher that I don't think they can get enough out of. I mean, I don't think they're the I don't think they have the worst set of skill players in the league. They're certainly bottom half, but all the more reason to run, right? Right. And and I'm I'm, you know, a little bit defensive still of Justin Fields. Do I I don't necessarily think he's going to be an elite quarterback in this league, but I feel bad for him to an extent because first off, the system that he was drafted into is not good offensively right, right. now, uh, but also because of all of the, the quarterbacks throughout the years that had been drafted and then have been allowed to develop in that system rather than just being thrown to the wolves from day one. And Justin Fields was thrown to the wolves basically from day one. I mean, remember, he replaced Andy Dalton, what, in the season opener a year ago? And there wasn't an opportunity for him to sit on the bench and learn and adjust to the NFL and all of that threw him right into the big stage. And he's, th th I think there is still time for him to be developed. I think that he's kind of cut from the same mold as a Jalen Hurts, as a Kyler Murray, that sort of thing. 
Um, he's not a Lamar Jackson. He's not a Patrick Mahomes. He's not that kind of quarterback, and he never will be. But I think he's got the opportunity to have some success in the NFL if given an appropriate amount of time, and I still don't think we're there yet. Well, you got to look at it. Like, what, what quarterbacks in the league right now are really effective runners? Uh, Josh Allen's a really effective runner, but he's developed into an elite-level passer. Yeah, I think Justin Fields could be a better runner than Josh Allen. I don't think he's going to be as good a passer, but Josh Allen's passing has been developed. One of the only guys we can we can find or remember that was an inaccurate passer, right, coming in and has gotten accurate. That almost never happens. Justin Fields, you know, just and this is I'd have to really go back and think, but as a as a passer, Justin Fields seemed like a better passer in college than Jalen Hurts was, right? Lamar Jackson was a college superstar. So Lamar Lamar Jackson's still to me a bit of a unicorn in 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 what he does because I don't think I still don't think anybody's as good a runner as him, although I'd be really curious to see Fields give that a shot. Um but you know Jalen Hurts what Jalen Hurts is and what he's translated is just being a guy that did that wins games no matter what, and that's that intangible thing that, you know, you can't predict that translation. There weren't a lot of people outside of the Eagles organization that thought Jalen Hurts was going to be the future of that franchise, and he's still not an amazing elite-level passer, but, man, he's a winner, and he's just yeah. such a playmaker. And and I don't, you know, I, I think Fields could be an even, well, I think he could be as good a runner as Jalen Hurts. I think he could be a better passer than Jalen Hurts. I don't know if that... You know, if we're going to get back to that for him, Kyler Murray's a much better passer, but not as good a runner. You know, it, 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 Josh Allen, obviously a much better passer and, and probably not as good a runner, although what he does as a runner is unique. Patrick Mahomes doesn't run the same way these guys do. He's just, his escapability is what's so valuable. I'm trying to think if we're forgetting any, you know, any quarterbacks that really move and find success in the NFL right now. I think that's it. Well, look, uh, Dak, I'll Dak tell you, doesn't run yeah. anymore. Russell Wilson doesn't run anymore. Um, Aaron Rodgers is the same way as Mahomes. He doesn't really run. He just scrambles. Uh, Burrow yeah. scrambles. Herbert Herbert is a little bit different, but he's he's just his running is just escapability too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll tell you right now though. When you look back on Thursday Night Football and you're comparing those quarterbacks, um, I'm less concerned about Justin Fields. As I am about Carson Wentz. Um, oh, Carson so Wentz's I would, stories. He's, he's over, done, right? Like, he's done. Yeah. And and I don't know how how Washington can continue with that. Um, he's washed, completely washed. So I'm less concerned about the long term viability of Justin Fields as I am about Carson Wentz. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, we'll get this in before we take a break and switch to some college hoops talk. So Deshaun Watson, um, he does it all, right? He's a really good quarterback on the field, off the field remains a mess this is here we go tommy we wondered this right there's another civil case from a woman and the punishment's already been handed down what happens now is that you know do they revisit this this is one of the things that i i have wondered about from the beginning when we were talking about length of suspension and why this seemed like such a foolish decision by the browns because we still now even after a suspension Another case? What do you do? You can't just ignore it if you're the NFL. Well, I mean, hey, for Deshaun Watson, guaranteed money, though. 
He's laughing all the way to the bank, regardless if he's suspended longer by the NFL or whatever ends up happening. Guaranteed money. Guaranteed money. I just can't believe that the Browns felt like they needed to go to that point. And I, I don't know what the NFL does here because, again, Deshaun Watson has claimed innocence and in everything. Uh, these are civil cases, right? There's not, so it's going to be tricky. I, I don't know, but the finish line of this seems like it's still miles and miles away. I, I, I just don't know how this all ends up. Like, does he come back and play from the 11 games, but then they revisit or something progresses through the legal system and then they got to go back and resuspend him? Like, is it done with 11 or, or does this situation still leave open the possibility that further punishment could come. I don't know that we ever got that answer through all the, you know, rocky road of getting to the length of suspension and, and, and all the things that took to get there. I still don't think we're done with this. Yeah, he'll get paid. Yeah, he's getting paid either way. And the Browns, they're still a decent football team even without him. If they can ever get him, they'll probably be pretty dang good. But do they inconsistently? I don't know. What a weird, weird story. Uh, another accuser saying along the exact same lines as all the others. Civil case. Here we go, Sean Watson. It's it. it we, this may be the storyline of Deshaun Watson for the rest of his career. We'll find out. It's not that far away from him making his on the field return for the Cleveland Browns. We'll take a quick break. Eight six nine twelve forty. We'll come back. The Big Twelve poll is out yesterday. And it's interesting, if nothing else. We'll talk about it as we roll forward on a Friday edition of Sports Daily. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I haven't got all day. 869-1240. Time to get busy. This is Sports Daily on KFH. 
All right, everybody. Here we go. Let's talk a little college basketball. Tommy, we are flipping close here, right? Like, we got college basketball coming quick. And we get the polls this week. Shockers, we mentioned earlier in the week, picked eighth. Um, I mean, we're, we're less than a month away here, just really just a couple weeks from the start of these basketball seasons. And yesterday we get the Big 12 media. Is this a, this is the coaches poll, coaches poll, preseason. Um, and it's interesting. Look, in this era, these polls mean even less than the nothing they meant before because of transfer portal and everything else. Like, they are real crapshoots on these polls. But you can sure pin them up on the bulletin board. And I think for Kansas and Kansas State, you get good reasons to to pin them up on the bulletin board, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, the Jayhawks are the defending national champions. And, you know, of course, they they lose several key pieces from that championship team. But they do have Jalen Wilson returning, Dewan Harris returning, and, and some newcomers uh, as well. Picked, you know, second in the Big 12, Baylor. Um, and I feel like Scott Drew um, is typically able to get a – first or second or third finish, like a top tier um, finish in the preseason pools. It, it happens quite a bit. It's happened pretty frequently over the last several years. So I don't have a ton of objections over the poll um, because the Jayhawks did lose several right. key pieces from that championship team. Uh, that being said, though, um, if I'm Jerome Tang in Kansas State and I have my team picked last in the Big 12 preseason coaches poll, that's massive bulletin board material for the program that I'm trying to build at Kansas State. And I think that, yeah, he's got a a young team. He's got a team that, you know, they're they're going to try to build a, nu- a nucleus and a foundation in Manhattan. I think the talent level, though, could potentially be there for them to not finish in the bottom of the Big 12. So, you know, I think that that's probably a larger bulletin board material for Kansas State than it would be for Kansas. It's it's fascinating, right? Kansas State finished last year. Um, let me pull up their finish right now. I would let me say it this way. Yeah, they finished second to last in the Big 12 last year. Um, and they lost Nigel Pack. Coming into this year, I said this is I, – I hope that people are reasonable with Jerome Tang because I would pick Kansas State. Now, this was before he got some transfer guys in, but I would pick Kansas State last in the league, right, or, or next to last, kind of like it was last year. I don't know how you're supposed to do anything else. Now, with all the players he's brought in and everything else, do I still think that's going to happen? No, I would not put I would not put them there. But I understand why they've been put there. I don't take like offense to it. But if you're Kansas State, the basketball team, and in that locker room, hell yeah, you take offense to it. You talk about it all year. These other coaches don't think we can do anything. We lost Nigel Pack. Okay, he's one of the best players in the country. But we like this group. And it's a new start. The one thing we don't know about Jerome Tang that we haven't seen is him as a coach. We know that him as a promoter and recruiter of that program has been phenomenal so far. How is he as a coach? We're going to find out real quick because the expectation is as low as it could be, right? Like it can't be any lower by his peers or by anybody else. I don't know what to expect with Kansas State. 
and really with most of these teams because of the roster turnover, we don't really know what to expect. Hell, I forgot, Tommy, that Grant Sherfield, the former Shocker, former uh, Nevada, you know, turned into a really good player at Oklahoma. Like, there's so much movement. Yeah. Like, I don't even, I can't even keep up with it. I don't even remember, right? Kansas winning a national title to me feels like it was seven years ago. There, <laughs> there has been so much change. And because and, I thought about that. And when I saw this yesterday, I was like, well, Baylor's pick first. That doesn't really surprise us, right? Baylor is now a national contender every year, and they finished with the exact same record in the league as Kansas last year. And I think they probably lost a little bit less. So it's, it doesn't surprise me that Baylor's picked first. They, they It was the difference of one first-place vote among the coaches. Um, so no big deal. But, yeah, you could use it if you're Bill Self. Hey, guys, we're the defending champs, and apparently that's not good enough for everybody. We're going to have to go out there and prove it. I mean, it's a bit of a reach, but it's usable. Yeah. It, Kansas and, you State, know, going... it, it, yeah, it, you know, Kansas State, just get out there. I'm almost glad they were picked there because it it just sort of backs up this new frontier that Jerome Tang's going to have to blaze through anyway. It, 100%. And I think that the – the fact that Kansas State picked at the bottom, it, it's more of a, look, just we don't know. Like, it's not that we know that they're going to be bad. <laughs> we just don't know. And nobody really knows with this, you know, new crop of players coming into Manhattan. And really the the only notable or the main notable returner for the Wildcats is, uh, for the Wildcats is Marquise Knoll. And, you know, and he was a, an all-defensive uh, team member last year on the all-defensive team. So he's the the, the main returner for the Wildcats squad, but they've got a ton of newcomers, transfers coming in from Mississippi State and LSU. One guy that I'm really interested in, and I don't even know, I don't know what kind of impact, if any, he'll have, but that's Keontae Johnson, who transferred in from Florida. Remember, he was the one that collapsed on the court, totally cleared to play. And, uh, and, you know, so I'm, I'm really interested to see what that looks like and what kind of role he can have, uh, because I don't think anybody thought he'd ever get back on the basketball court again. And, um, you know, he left Florida and now he's with Jerome Tang and at Kansas State. Uh, he could be an impact player. I'm just that's one storyline that I'm really interested in seeing play out this season. Yeah, I, me too. And and look, Marquise Noel was a really nice development last year. Like he got to be yeah. pretty good. I thought Ish Masood at times looked really good and sometimes didn't. So I don't know what to make of there. But if you like, it's so funny. Go pull up the roster on K-State's athletic website, right? Go pull that up, and there's, like, four guys with thumbnails, right? Everybody else still is a generic logo because they haven't had the, the team's media day yet, and guys just haven't been in yet. That's how many new play- you know, that's how many new faces they've got now, and that's, that's crazy. And it's not just K-State either. Like, it's everybody. That's why I say less than ever these polls have value. Like, they mean less than they ever ever have but they're still fun and have value especially if you're in a situation like k-state where it feels you can very easily present an us versus the world mentality these are young men these are guys that you know can absolutely especially with a guy like jerome tang who's got charisma for days right you can get people i i could be right if if i was in a situation where nobody thought i could do it 
That's going to make me want to do it even more. And most of these guys are wired that way. So this is the best thing that ever could have happened to Kansas State for, for a lot of reasons. One, it allows for the motivation inside the locker room. And outside the locker room, I think it reestablishes, because I did have some concern about this when Tang was hired and Nigel Pack left. All of the amazing recruiting that's been done is for next year's class. Now, yeah. Tang has done a pretty good job in the transfer portal to reload. But, you know, better, probably better than I thought he'd even be able to. But it's next year's class where he's getting all the, you know, the big, big-time talent that everybody's really excited about. I didn't know yeah, what, you know, yeah. I don't know what to expect out of this year because we haven't seen him coach a game yet. But at least now this presents, I hope, more reasonable expectations for year one for, you know, for the fan base and everybody else. And I, I think that's okay. And I think that the fan base understands that you're you're moving away from a longtime tenured head coach in Bruce Weber. You're bringing in Jerome Tang, who from day one, from the moment that he was introduced, brought a renewed enthusiasm for the Wildcat basketball program. But it's not an overnight fix. Um, the, the cupboard was fairly dry, was left fairly bare, uh, you know, when, when Bruce Weber left town. And so I think that there is that those reasonable expectations that you mention, they're real and they should be considered for this season. So I think that what the Wildcats can do, what Jerome Tang can do this year. Yeah, they can use any of these preseason polls as bulletin board material. Sure. But I think more than anything, it's that they're kind of playing with house money this year. There's really not there's really not a lot of lofty expectations or lofty goals for them. It's get the culture right, get the program right, use this year as a, a training ground, a, a, you know, an experiment to figure out who the right guys are and then get ready for next season and beyond. And I, I, I certainly don't have a problem with that as long as you know what the expectations are going into the year. Uh, I think that's fine. I think it's okay to have that. Uh, you also mentioned, and I'm switch gears briefly, you also mentioned all these new faces in the transfer portal and, you know, and even like the fact that Kansas won the title seven months ago, it feels like forever ago. I completely forgotten that Kevin McCuller Jr. is now a member of the Jayhawks. You know, that the talented guy from Texas Tech is now with Kansas. Like th there are yeah. all of these new faces that, you know, are playing for new teams now. Um, it, that's going to it's going to be really interesting to try to figure out where all the pieces are. I, there was a moment when I saw the poll yesterday where I had, like, a momentary panic. Like, God, I, I don't even know who KU has now. Like, how do I not know that? Like, it, it was yeah. – it, it felt really – that's why I say it feels like seven years ago. And what brought it up was a Christian Brown dunk in the preseason that the Nuggets had tweeted out. And and I sat there and I was like, who, who does – like, who's playing for KU this year? Like, what are we doing? Like, it was – but – because our, I don't think our brains have caught up to the reality of college basketball right now and, and the way that it looks. Grady Dick is there. Man, that, that couldn't be more exciting. We got the yeah. Wichita kid, right? Like, he's he was the player of the year nationally in high school last year. And you mentioned McCullers. And they still get Jalen Wilson back. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Let's hang on. Like, they got a lot. They got a lot coming back and coming in. They're going to be great. Um, but, it, but it did, it took me a minute. I was like, what? Like, I can't, I'm trying like racking my brain. Like what, what happened in this off season for K-State? It was a little simpler. Cause there's like, ah, oh, Nigel Pack left, right? Like that was, that was kind of it. 
But for KU, it, it took me a minute. And that's not unique to KU, but they've had a lot coming back for a while. KU, and that's one of the reasons I think Bill Self does such a good job, is because he does a better job than a lot of the Blue Bloods of bringing guys back, of getting guys that are longer than one-year players. He does he does the best job, in my opinion, of blending the one-and-dones with the three- and four-year guys. Uh, but, yeah, it's like, whoa, where should Kansas be picked? Like, should they be high? Yeah, they should be right probably, probably right where they are in reality. And that's, you know, I'm not picking against them to not win the Big 12. I'll tell you that right now. And I think that I've seen it, and now that it's in front of me, Kansas State, I think, will finish better than last in the Big 12. I, I, I think they will. I'll make that uh, yeah, call. It's, it's all going to depend upon the the amount of time that it takes to bring these new players together. And I think that Jerome Tang, he's done that forever. He did that at Baylor forever. And so now he's got to um, be he's he's got to make yep. the decisions though. That's yep. what that's what we got to see. Uh, the other, how about TCU picked fourth? I'll bet, and I I, I haven't looked. Uh, I'll bet that's as high as TCU's ever been picked, and they had the conference preseason player of the year, too. So TCU, an interesting develop. I hope they're good. I, I love Big 12 basketball. It's you know, I, it's one of my favorite things every year is Big 12 basketball, and I think this year is going to be fun. Just going to take us a little while to get used to these teams. All right, that's that's the Big 12 media poll. We're, we're less. We're going to be hard and heavy for college basketball talk as we make our way because it is so close. Tommy? The opposite of Thursday night NFL football was Thursday night college football. Not a lick of defense to be found anywhere in the Baylor-West Virginia game. 1,090 total yards of offense. I'll repeat that. 1,090 total yards of offense. Baylor loses 43-40 to on the road. But what once was a mighty Baylor defense... A far cry from it now, Tommy. What a what a turn of events for the Baylor Bears. Yeah, I mean, just absolutely crazy. And when you go into Morgantown on a a Thursday evening, um, and you know, let's let's be real, Neil Brown ha- had to be fairly desperate, I would think, coming into that game. Um, there's been rumblings about how safe is his job. Um, and that's a that's a statement victory for a program that really needed one uh, to to get out of there with a win against Baylor. I think it's it's clearly concerning for Baylor long term uh, because yeah the the hallmark of this team had been their defense and that did not show up giving up 43 points to West Virginia last night. So you have to wonder what that means long term for Dave Aranda and the the team and if he can get them turned back around. This is really good. So we were just talking about Big Twelve preseason polls right uh i'm pulling up the big 12 football media preseason poll right now baylor was at the top right baylor was picked to win oklahoma was picked to finish second k-state fifth tcu seventh kansas last which doesn't surprise us tech ninth but man this thing could almost be flipped upside down before before we get (laughs) before we get to it uh Man, that that's why we you know we talk about these preseason polls and how they don't mean a whole lot. But Baylor, Baylor was picked to win the league this year, and they're sitting there now, and it it is not looking good for the Baylor Bears. I mean, it's been quite the fall. In you know Aranda, who is 
listed for every job, right, as a potential guy, although I was never convinced he would, he would want to leave. Baylor's a great job. Well, what in the world now? I mean, Baylor's as disappointing a team as – are they as disappointing as Oklahoma at this point? One and two in the league, three and three overall. Um, giving up a ton of points. They haven't been you know, they haven't been blown out of a game like Oklahoma, but I think they're just as disappointing at this point. I don't know if they're just as disappointing. I mean, yeah, Maybe they're disappointing for sure. Less, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'll tell you, going back to um, that game against BYU uh, that they lost in overtime, um, that was I when I watched that game, my thought was, okay, I'm watching two teams here that you know could potentially be maybe in the top ten at some point. Um, certainly hasn't been the case since that time um, for Baylor. And yeah, they've, they've given up a ton of points. They gave up 36 to Oklahoma State a week ago, 24 to a, a bad Iowa State offense uh, two weeks ago. Uh, and then, of course, 43 last night to West Virginia. Not good. It's something they've got to get turned around. Their next game, uh, they've, got, they've got a break uh, until next Saturday, taking on the Kansas Jayhawks. Well, they need one. They, they certainly need a break. My goodness, what a weird, weird game. All right, we'll bring in Paul Savage. We'll make some picks. Uh, boy, he's going to be in a gloating kind of mood. He kicked our tails last week. Ten games, five college, five pro. We'll take you through them next on Sports Daily. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.